0: good morning welcome to creative snippets podcast this is barbara wilson and i'm here today with tracy stanley Uh, we're both uh, co-owners co-writers of the book creativity (laughs) cycling help your team solve complex problems with creative tools tracy lives in brisbane australia and i live nice in the south of france live near nice in the south of france we're both we both have expertise in creativity and organizational behavior, and we love to share our ideas with you on this monthly podcast. So Tracy, good morning. Good morning, good evening. <laughs> oh good evening where you are yes. Okay. So Tracy and I talk a lot about how to um, encourage creativity. and um, today we're going to talk about helping your team to play with ideas. Um, Now, an essential part of being creative involves play, which I take to mean uh, taking time out from logical, rational thinking and letting our imaginations fly. Play is normally a word we associate with children, however, if we can allow ourselves to play, then this will allow all sorts of possibilities to arise. So I recently watched the TED talk that Ken Robinson gave back in 2006 which seems a long time now, but it's not really, um, which is still so relevant today. His theory is that schools kill creativity. We educate children out of creativity. And in order to become more creative, particularly in the workplace, we need to reharness this capacity for play. So today we'll be chatting about different ways you can help your team to play with ideas and things you need to consider in order to do this successfully. So, Tracy, you've written, recently written a blog on play. What does play mean to you? What does play mean to me? It's interesting. Play, you know, we
1: tend to associate it with children. It's, it's an activity that's considered for enjoyment and recreation rather than for any serious or practical purpose. Um, the, 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 the expert... um. I didn't get that. Oh, just try again. Sorry, Sorry. give me everybody. My phone is—it started doing this. It started listening into me and talking. Sorry. <laughs> so um, so Stuart Brown um, he says that play is a fun and joyful and refreshing activity that is truly essential, essential to our the development of both our social and our problem solving skills. Um, another expert, David Elkin, talks about it being an activity that's essential for imagination, stimulating curiosity and for, and for stimulating fantasy and, and thinking differently. And he also, David also observed that in our very hurried, hurried society, we we come to think of it as a luxury at best and a waste of time at worst. Now, Barbara's just mentioned um, Ken Robinson, who I'm also a huge fan of. And, um, and he talked about, he, yes he talked about unfortunately because he died recently about the important role play has in developing our intellectual, our social skills and in developing empathy as well as in stretching imagina- imagination as was mentioned by David Elkin. So um, a lot of it play is about it's about mindset and Barbara and I were chatting about this before the call about how our mindset, how our attitude, our socialisation, that's all to do with how we've been brought up, influences how we perceive play and the role of play in life and particularly the role of play at work. For Barbara and I, I guess the important thing is that play is really about giving you freedom to try something new in a safe space. But work is not always a safe space and as Brené Brown says you know sometimes it's, it's hard to play because it's not seen that I'm using my time purely productively trying to be as productive as I can for every moment
0: yes I think I think that that's interesting actually I just I was just listening to a, a Brené Brown uh, podcast last week in which she also talks about play um and she quoted Stuart Brands, and I, I'm going to paraphrase here, but she said that play is activity without a purpose, which is really linking into what you've just said. Um, so we need to somehow lose that sense of everything we do have to, has to have a purpose or has to be productive. Um, I think one of the things we, we were talking about, Tracy, is that um, it, it's not just about um, time as well that we we often think we can't play because we have to get everything done and we don't have the time. And as you say, it is an attitude. Um, it 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 needs almost a sort of change in our um, in our thinking so that we we let go of this logical rational self. Um, I think in a lot of the creativity work I've, I've done, I've used this concept of suspending the kind of sensor in ourselves because we all have that sensor that stops us doing certain things or that's not right that's 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 childlike that's that's not what adults do that's not what we do at work you know work is one thing play is another so it takes time to get there and I think what's interesting is is how we how we prepare the ground for people to get there and so indeed also to, sorry. the culture
1: of the organisation, I'm sorry, Barbara, I was just yeah. thinking, the culture of the organisation about how they perceive play and whether yeah. it's not productive time. I mean, if the prevailing culture is you need to be there working through your Excel spreadsheet or your Microsoft project sheet ticking off all the tasks,
0: Yeah, <laughs> you know, it, it can be hard. Sorry. Yeah, absolutely. And, and we were just noting that, you know, there are some companies, I don't know how much Google is still Um Giving space to to play, but there are there are companies around who do encourage play um, and create spaces within their organisations to to allow people to to play. Um, not perhaps all the time. <laughs> um, there was yeah. a a period in which there was a sort of you know um, a, a concept of allowing. Um, a certain percentage of people's time to to free thinking to creating new ideas to creating new products and for that kind of approach you do need to encourage play so tracy mm-hmm. what are the different ways you would um, use to encourage play well you could be playful about the future
1: and the future is generally in the context of visioning and barbara and i talk about this quite a lot there's a range of ways you can imagine a different future um, and um, well, I guess well, one idea we were talking about is this idea of imagining a perfect future and imagining you could create it in some sort of superhero capacity. This is not a, um, a game or a process that you use if you've not set the culture and the expectations up of the team, because in some ways it's, it's, it's quite a leap from the way you have normally used to thinking about the future. But if, if you've couched in terms of visioning and thinking about a perfect environment and how you can create it, and maybe if the team felt very, very safe, they could go so far as to play it out with costumes. Um, that would be one technique. Again, not not perhaps the first technique you'd, you'd run to if the team doesn't have a culture of being a safe space to, to experiment with um, activities like that. The other is kind of opposite to that. Is nearly like, well, what could be the worst-case scenario? And uh, I know in organisations we can have um, lots of practice of being sort of... Um, devil's advocate or worrying about what negative scenarios could be but you know why don't you take that even further and play with the worst case scenario when everything that could possibly happen and you could you could again you could act that out or you could use some of the other ta- techniques that Barbara and I talk about like you know sculpting or painting to try and describe to what what that scenario might look like so it's called um reversal or, or opposite thinking um, and the third one is again it's kind of building off these concepts about thinking differently it's about framing framing the challenge or the, uh, the perception of the future in terms of a metaphor or a fairy tale even. So you could talk about it through a fairy tale that's well known, but perhaps with your own particular twist, or you could use the metaphor and there's millions of metaphors around that are often invisible to us, but they really frame the way we think, explain something in terms of a metaphor, which again, provides a different way of playing with an idea and of, and of seeing it differently.
0: Mm, that's interesting i've just come in there um a little bit tracy i mm-hmm. i mean i have um just to just to give a little bit about where i come from in terms of creative uh, introducing play i've predominantly used play um a lot i play i use play a lot in my workshops and uh, been running those for about 20 odd years um one of the things i found for example coming back to your super superwoman or superman um, concept it's been it's very hard to really introduce something like that on the first day of a workshop you really have to um, encourage people to to really relax into something like that however as you say you could you could introduce it on a very um, small scale by using it in a brainstorming so if you were or creating a visualization around it um, so if you were super superman how would the future look for you and then you could do a brainstorm around that um, I, I like to when I've got a group that's conducive and starting to play and enjoy it I like to then push them to dress up and and act the part before we go into um, and it's not just superman or superwoman either it can be all sorts of other characters that you could introduce Um, so yeah the you mentioned visioning there as well I just wanted to um, mention one of the um, well somebody I regard as a guru there who I did a a visioning online with last week so again it shows that you can do these things online which is necessary at the moment in a lot of places and um, we were doing just what what you were talking about we were visioning um, 12 months time as the kind of worst case scenario and then we did a 12 month time as our best case scenario Um, and then uh, we looked at what would stop us um, what would keep us in that worst case scenario that we're doing right now and what we could do now to avoid that and get into the best case scenario. Again I'm paraphrasing what we did but it was a it combined a couple of the things that we've just been talking about there an activity that took probably 20-25 minutes with another 20 minutes to in very small groups groups of three to um, just reflect on. So it's I think I'm was sharing that as a way of saying it is possible to introduce these in um, a small, almost low-key way uh, in a maybe a meeting or something like that, um, and certainly over Zoom uh, if if you were able to do that. So Tracy, sorry, I kind of intervened in there, and and <laughs> I don't know where we're which I wanted to pick up. I mean, I I'm, I'm found that story
1: very very interesting. Um, one, the, the activity about imagining the best and the worst scenario in 12 months' time, but mm. <clears throat> the fact it was done over Zoom because I find myself, I it's harder over Zoom. It's harder when you can't see everybody and you're picking up all their nonverbals And I think when we're talking, that was quite, I mean, I guess that was the first time you guys had all been together, but the people who were on the call had a natural inclination or interest and were prepared to to play with play with ideas
0: well i guess yes because for for the the one i the um, event i attended was uh, a self-selected one so we signed up for that it was a, a a specific workshop we signed up for and although there were like 200 people on or plus on the call on the zoom um and we could see one another on zoom which was which well generally if you wanted to but 200 people you don't get to see many of them yeah. um but um i think the important thing were there was we already had a kind of prepared mind and so coming at these things cold with a non-prepared mind is is quite difficult and i think that's what you're you're trying to say oh. there yeah
1: it was, I mean, I was reflecting on upon an exercise I ran and it was a face-to-face with some sort of senior managers and we were doing sort of some sculpting of the future. And yeah. some of them did it as playful and sort of, well, they sort of kind of tolerated and went with the exercise because they just wanted to be well-mannered. But, you know, this is about the, how they socialised and their mindset and how they show up and how you as a leader, if you're facilitating this sort of process, you need to understand that and how people should turn up on the day and how that's going to impact the exercise.
0: Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Tracy, is there anything special you need to do in the sort of physical environment to facilitate play?
1: If you want people to think differently, it's really good to have a different physical environment. I mean, we get used to sort of like a meeting room and where everyone sits and how the meeting agenda goes and all that logical and rational and business process stuff. We get very good at it and into a certain sort of mindset for ticking things off. But if we really want to do something different, it's good to sort of to be in a different environment because it immediately frees people up. I mean, you think about, you know, when you take your children to Disneyland or you go to a playground that immediately sets the context. Hey, we're in somewhere different. We're in somewhere where we can play. So it is good to go to a different physical space where there aren't sort of chairs set in a way that reminds people of school. <laughs> Um, Or of their worst meetings in the organisation, you know, perhaps with all the desks and chairs pushed to the side and a different sort of seating arrangement and different sort of things on the wall to try and reinforce the fact that this is going to be different today. I know, Barbara, you've got lots of experience in setting the scene. I don't know if you could share some of your tips for creating an environment where people feel safe and playful.
0: Yeah, thank you. Um, I mean, I I guess the first thing I'd say is that space is important. And I've always insisted on that when when running creative workshops. Having said that, there have been times when I haven't, when I've been faced with a, a very tight sort of um, set of tables which I couldn't really move. Um, and in that case, you you just have to improvise and do what you can. Um, maybe even get people to walk outside and, and do something outside if you can. But I, I do recall going in and, and running a, a creativity session as part of a change management program. It was a kickoff to it with a, a large multinational, and they had 80 people in a very large conference room, all sat behind desks with laptops on them and I I just asked if all the the desks were or could be pushed to one side and we ended up with half the table half the room with the table with the laptops on and the other half was just bare space so um, people I I did say that we could have chairs if people needed to sit on it by the end of the three hours people were sitting on the floor Um, it was carpeted um, but they were sitting on the floor and drawing um i was doing collage and drawing and they were and these were kind of very serious people uh, from this organization um but it, it and the other thing i did was put music on um ah. so as soon as you do something like that you i mean i i and i it was funny at break time i'd have to just share this at break time every everybody rushed back to the safety of their laptops and checking their phones But what was important is that during the exercise, those were all to one side and they were off um, and that I insisted on. So it and it worked. It was good fun. Everybody participated, which I found much to my uh, I could breathe a sigh of relief over. But it it was also good fun. (laughs) Um, Sorry. No, go on. (laughs)
1: Of a sort of day like this, where you've taken people to a new environment, you want them to behave differently.
0: How do you check in with people to see how they're showing up? Well, I think that's the important thing as well. Um, that yeah, it isn't, it's it, thanks for reminding me about that. It isn't just about um, time space, it's about mental space. Um, and I think it is important to, to check in. I mean, I always do a, an expectations session um uh around the day and um, you know what what do they expect of me what do I expect of them um, if you feel that people aren't in a good space you might you might just do a you know maybe a simple exercise of metaphorically um, putting aside all the baggage that you've brought into the room into the corner of the room um, and get people to just you know almost stand up go to the corner of the room dump their baggage and come back and um, you could, if it's a small group, um, share how they're all feeling. I always feel there's a danger in that because um, almost as if you might be en- you might end up having a psychotherapy session for the next hour. <laughs> so I'm kind of always a little bit um, wanting to avoid that. I tend to think if you can do the, either the metaphorical checking in of the baggage and the expectations and then the ground rules, that people, by the time they get through all that, and then they might do an energizer, they're usually in a good space, in their head, good headspace.
1: Okay, so energizer, setting the expectations, putting aside the baggage. What yeah. other things do you recommend doing to create an environment where they can be playful?
0: Um, well, I think the. Well, do you mean on just on the day or in preparation? Because I think oh, there's. Well, both uh, are, I
1: think yeah. both those- Important.
0: yeah I think I mean one of the things is is to um, if you're actually on the day, is, is that the things you just talked about and also to set the ground rules um, that that's really important so that you're saying you're actually giving them permission to play that's the other thing that's really important that people need permission particularly in the workplace they need to say it's okay you know, we'll put music on, you don't normally have music, it's okay to, if you feel like jigging around a little bit or standing up, moving around, um, go and get a coffee if you feel the need, or some water. Um, Don't feel you've got to sit stuck in a chair all morning, for example. So you might change things a little bit like that in terms of your setting the expectations and the ground rules. Generally, though, I think also there are um, I, I kind of I wrote a blog post about this back in 2011 and proposed some kind of baby steps that leaders could take to start to change the, the climate in their organizations to encourage play. And I, I, If I can just sort of share these with you. Um, so I think the first one was really just to start to encourage people to be more flexible. Um, try and break out of of rigid processes. And and, uh, I know that's quite hard given the way a lot of organisations work, as you mentioned earlier, and the way people are measured for their work. But if we can allow more flexibility, just looking at all your processes um, to look at, you know, where can we allow more flexibility? One of the things that I always talk about when I'm coaching leaders is things like delegation. Um, It should be a given to be able to delegate and allow people to to be more flexible in their work role and yet so many people want to have tight control Um, so allow people to take risks and use mistakes as learning opportunities and i think that's a really important one and when you do that you need to have almost like a team reflection um, of you know well what have we learned this week what have we learned from the mistakes we've made so you make it a positive rather than a, um, a negative issue create spaces in your organization where people can be looser and which encourage creative thinking so i mentioned google and and um, other companies like this, ideo which do a lot of creative Work, and they have creative spaces where you can kind of break out, go and have a coffee, sit on a sofa or a comfortable chair, maybe a few um, little you know play things around, um, balls and things to play around with, and encourage people to to you know to be a little bit more playful and 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 chat and share. Um, encourage people to share and have fun, which is I think is what 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 we're saying generally. Then um also i think you can do that in in meetings when you start meetings think of a a creative way in which you can you know get people to introduce themselves just a little thing like that you know and rather than start by saying well i'm barbara and my role is get get find another way to encourage people to introduce themselves i mean i think we've talked about this on a on another podcast tracy where we've talked about how you could um, get people to share something more about themselves or do this you know um, I'm going to tell you three things about myself and one of them's a lie you need to find out which one it is you could just do a simple exercise at the beginning of meetings to to loosen up a bit I think the um, that probably covers it I mean I think rewarding look at how you reward people reward people for coming up with ideas even if they don't work and it doesn't have to be a financial reward and generally develop a climate around tolerance and openness I mean that that that's crucial Mm -hmm. so Tracy what are the top takeaways then from today's conversation and how can you help your team to play on how you can help your team to play there's quite
1: a few. So look, without doubt, playing is fun, but if you, if you need to justify it, playing definitely helps to reveal new insights and new perspectives. So there's lots of value in play. In fact, there's, Stuart Brown talks about there being a sort of a magic in play, even though it might be seen as frivolous. It really this non-productive act, activity really does stimulate creativity and by default can encourage productivity. Uh, i thought that was an interesting way of um, talking about its value i think it's important to recognize that depending upon the socialization and the mindset of the people there if it's if it's not something they do normally it's going to be harder for some than for others so you know that thing about under you know trying to think about their socialization and paying attention to how they show up um, and there's, there's tons of benefits you know apart from being fun you know it, it encourages thinking differently, it can encourage empathy and understanding other people's positions um, and can of course help solve problems which is really you know what what we do in organizations we spend so much time trying to solve problems and this is another way to play with ideas and find alternate ways um, to fix something that could be quite quite difficult to solve Um, and I think you know i know you've got to be a bit careful if your team isn't in the habit of doing it but do it step by step bit by bit you know you might be able to start introducing a bit of play into team meetings which you know which may normally follow a kind of rational and analytical process so introduce it and and so it becomes part of the way we do things so that when you want to do something really quite bold and ambitious the team is well positioned to embrace that activity yeah, those
0: are my main points. Okay, <laughs> thanks, Tracy. I think I think yes, uh, that we said this. I think several times over our podcast. But start small, just do it. Start small and take baby steps, and you'll yeah. soon start to to reap the rewards. So, so thanks, Tracy. That was that was a really um, a useful discussion on on play, and and hopefully, um, some of our listeners will be inspired to introduce some of those ideas so thank you for listening in Um, you can find tracy at tjstanley.com and myself at barbara-wilson.com and you can buy our book creativity cycling help your team solve complex problems with creative tools on amazon google play and book depository wishing you a creative day Bye. bye